Hello and welcome to Create Talk Repeat. My name is Dustin Brenton. On this episode, I spoke with Adam Gross, host of Small Signal Radio Boost that highlights local Indiana music. It can be heard on WFYI, our local Indianapolis PBS and NPR station. Adam is also a musician as well. As a member of the band SM Wolf and releasing some of his own music under his own name, Adam Gross, spelled G-R-A-A-H-S both of which have new albums released in 2023. Go check them out. But before we get to that interview, and before you go listen to their music, here's a word from our sponsor. Stay tuned. Anchor.fm is now Spotify for podcasters. New name, improved experience. Spotify is more dedicated than ever to empowering creators. This platform will continue to offer the best features to grow your podcast and distribute it everywhere, all for free. Visit podcasters.spotify.com for more details. Back to the show. Hello, and today on Create Talk Repeat, we're joined by Adam Gross. Adam, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Adam has been, uh, well, I, I met Adam through our local uh, PBS and NPR station, WFYI, here in Indianapolis. And I create, as I've talked about a few times on this podcast, I create music just kind of as a hobby. Um, and I've been posting it on Spotify and wherever else anybody can listen to it uh, under the name Creative Culture. There's my plug. Um, <laughs> I've made it for years. And um, I reached out to Adam and you know sent him a, a link to it, and he was nice enough to put it on his uh, his show and in his uh, uh, in his playlists on Spotify and stuff. So I was really cool of Adam to do that for me, and um, you know, and for all the local artists and stuff. But I'm getting way ahead of myself for crying out loud, Adam. <laughs> why don't you introduce yourself and tell us what you create, what you do? Yeah. Uh, so like you said, I, I do work at the local NPR PBS station. Um, I wear a lot of hats there, uh, audio engineer, and also do some production and project management. Um, but I also, as you mentioned, have a local music radio show that I co-host with two of my colleagues, Melissa Davis and Charlene Birdsong. It's called Small Studio Signal Boost. There's a podcast of that as well, wherever you get your podcasts, plug. Um, but I also have a program that I started called Local Frequency, which I've featured your music on before, Dustin. And it's uh, that is, they're basically little music breaks, 30 second or a minute long, and they're just playing throughout the day in the station breaks so like interstitials where we would normally read underwriting or play a promo for a show or event coming up uh we'll put in a little music there and we do the artist id and song id Mm -hmm. and that's been cool it's been a nice way to connect to different parts of the music scene that i wasn't a part of so i work on that um Outside of that, I'm, I'm a musician, and I have been, you know, playing since I was a kid, uh, and have had several bands over the years. Right now, uh, my 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 main band is called SM Wolf. I write for that and sing and play guitar in it. 
um and but i also just released a album under my name my first solo lp um that just came out a couple weeks ago um yeah and i I play in a lot of other bands locally and stuff too where can we find the uh the new uh adam gross music is that on spotify is it gonna be is it on Bandcamp? where can we yeah it's on both uh if you go to uh, Bandcamp, it's Adam Gross. I spell it G-R-A-A-H-S. Uh, and you can also search that on Spotify or iTunes or any of that stuff. Um, there's a single up and a, uh, there's an EP on there. And then the new album um, is up there too. Well, uh, the new album will be on Bandcamp to- or Spotify tomorrow, but I'm assuming this will be out by then. So absolutely, you can. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be a few weeks. <laughs> I mean, no, this is recorded live. Everybody, you know, ah! this is recorded today. So, no, that's that's awesome. You you are a, a busy, busy person doing lots of music, and um, you know, wh- where did where where did the name SM Wolf come from? <laughs> It's, uh, I don't know, I I go back and forth over whether it's an interesting story or a stupid story, but... uh, We'll decide. Yeah, (laughs) I was walking my dog like late at night. This was, I mean, SMOF has been around for, this year is actually a 10 year anniversary. Mm -hmm. Um, So this was probably 10 or 11 years ago. I was walking my dog late at night and... I might have been inebriated of some sort, and there was a, uh, my dog jumped, there was like this other creature barking at us from the shadows, like out of nowhere, and it, I thought it was a wolf, like, I know we don't even have wolves in Indiana, but like, I was, be like a coyote or something, yeah, (laughs) but it wasn't, it was a chained up husky, Oh, yeah. It was just well, big it looked like a wolf and loud, yeah. and it looked like a wolf, mm-hmm. and it was, uh, but I didn't realize like it. It was on a really long lead, and it was just in someone's backyard. But it seemed like it was just out of nowhere, out of bushes, and and I like my dog and I freaked out and ran away, and and then I turned around and I was like, oh my god, that's just someone's dog, and it was embarrassing. And then like I was playing this internal dialogue in my head as i was walking away and i thought like oh it's not a wolf that's a dog chained up and then i thought well unless it's into a wolf that's into snm and then i thought oh sm wolf that's a cool band name <laughs> well that is interesting that's an interesting <laughs> story <laughs> it, it would have been terrifying if it was an actually a, a wolf roaming around indianapolis Ooh. You know? Ooh. yeah how'd that get there <laughs> yeah <laughs> so sm wolf uh what kind of music would do you say you guys create oh uh it's kind of morphed over the years it started as like pretty like a uh, psyche psychedelic garage rock like throwback stuff Mm -hmm. um and now we've over time we kind of shed the a little bit of the edgier uh edgier stuff and a little bit of the psyche stuff it's still got tinges of it but it's a little more like power pop uh weasery well it used to be more weasery now it's a little more like power pop uh slightly janglier mm-hmm. groovy 
According, according to your band camp, SM Wolf is a fuzzy psychedelic power pop family band from Indianapolis. Yeah, that 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 still covers it, I still suppose. Covers it. Still <laughs> covers it. Is uh, is your music kind of in the same vein, or is that uh, how's that my different? solo stuff? Yeah, it, it's it's different. My my kind of my right now, like the the EP I put out, and then the new full length I just put out. They're more. Uh, it's all acoustic based. Mm -hmm. This is stuff that I wrote. I started <clears throat> like during the pandemic, like a lot of people started trying out new things when I couldn't do anything else. Um, and I've always wanted to be a, better at finger picking guitar. Mm -hmm. uh, it's not a skill I ever really developed when I learned to play guitar. Um, so I just started practicing different finger picking patterns and stuff. And you know, it was on my bed a lot, on the couch and on my bed at home <laughs> with my acoustic. So I just naturally started like writing chill, kind of meditative, sometimes droney, like acoustic songs. Uh, and that's kind of what this new album's like. There's a little bit of like folksy, almost like countryish twang on a couple that my vocals aren't twangy at all but like there's some slide guitar and stuff but um you don't dig into like a luke bryant sort of thing no <laughs> no <laughs> it's just got a little bit of like a a little bit of swing to it you know mm -hmm. like a, uh like a appalachian swing but uh but it's it's more like a it's definitely got psychedelic it's like acoustic finger picked guitar down tempo a little bit with like synthesizers and clarinet looking that's, forward to, that's looking forward to hearing that looking forward to look, looking that up i honestly didn't know about your solo stuff until oh, cool. we just started talking so i'm gonna go <laughs> listen to it after we're done here nice uh, so when did when did you start creating like when did you start making music you you know as a, as a kid did you learn how to play a guitar as a kid did you were you always musically inclined or something that came out later in life yeah, I mean, I always wanted to be in a band. Not no one in my family is really a musician, except uh, some estranged uncles uh, who I didn't meet until my teenage years. Uh, but my parents were super into music, and they like I, I just always thought music was really cool, and I always wanted to play it, and I always wanted to be in a band, and I uh, didn't learn to play. I got. I started playing clarinet and saxophone in, in elementary school, like in band, and uh, got my first acoustic guitar when I was, I think I was 12 or 13, and and then I just like took off running. I, uh, I quit everything. Like I was, I play, I grew up in a small town in Northern Indiana and I was playing like football and I was wrestling and I was on the basketball team one year. I wasn't good at any of it, but it was just what you did, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, and I was in band and I got a guitar over the summer and I quit every sport and band. <laughs> I was just like, this is what <laughs> I want to do. Guitar is this where is I'm, I'm going to be a rock star. That's yeah. What you thought, right. 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 Uh, and I just started writing songs right away. Uh, I, it just like, like the week I got a guitar and learned like three chords, I started writing songs and it just, it just kind of happened naturally. And, uh, and then I also naturally started recording. I had a friend that I played music with who played bass, who 
like bought a four track uh, cassette recorder, but one of the tracks was broken, so it could only record three tracks. Three tracks, yeah. Uh, and he was like, "I can't figure it out. If you want it, you can mess with it." And I just like you know, six months after writing a song, I started recording, and and uh, yeah, they just all that just kept on going. Wow. See, and I've talked about it before on this podcast. Anybody that says anything about playing the guitar, or picking it up and just being able to like learn it is I'm, I'm jealous. I'm fascinated because I have tried <laughs> several times to pick up a guitar and I just can't, I can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. my, my big sausage fingers don't, can't push the right, uh, the, the right chords. I can't, you know, and you have to, you, 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 you know, from the outside looking in, it just looks like, oh, you're just strumming the guitar, but you got to yeah. hit certain, uh, certain um, uh, strings at certain times. And I thought even just in the last um, know, year, year and a half or so, I thought I'm going to try it again. I'm yeah. in my forties. I can learn how to play a guitar. Yeah. And I, and I sat in front of my computer with a YouTube video, like, okay, I'm going to learn how to do this. And I, I hit like two or three chords and my fingers hurt and I was angry. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm done. I, I had this vision of like, learn how to play a guitar and just, you know, not not to become like Eddie Van Halen or anything, but yeah. I just wanted to like just be able to like play it like a farmer's market or a cafe or something. Yeah. Just kind of sit in the corner, strum, sing some, you know, Damien Rice song or something. And yeah. just, you know, <laughs> and and that'll be it. But I just can't even I, I can't fathom. I, I'll stick with my computer music where I can yeah. just, you know, push a push a few buttons on my computer and make some noise or, or make some samples or something. Yeah, but yeah. it doesn't hurt my fingers. These these uh these dainty graphic designer fingers uh, yeah. have never have never done hard work and they're not calloused. So right, it's, right, uh, it's hard. Yeah, to my do. fingers are destroyed. Like <laughs> my <laughs> tips are just covered in calluses. Uh, it and actually, I'm experiencing on my right hand since I'm not used to finger picking. Like when I do it a lot, it it hurts and like I need to develop. I'm starting to develop right hand calluses, but my mm -hmm. left hand where I usually fret is like i mean i don't think even if i didn't play guitar for years i don't think my fingertips would ever return yeah. back to normal <laughs> well and, and i'm sure it's like you know i can i can type on a keyboard without looking at it you know yeah. i know where all the keys are and everything and i'm sure it's the same with a guitar like once you once you do it long enough you get the feel of where your hand needs to be what chords you need to hit and what you know but like to get to that point I don't have the dedication at this point in my life <laughs> to sit there and learn a whole new keyboard. You know, like I don't, yep. I can't sit there and, and figure it out. So that's, uh, that's, that's definitely a talent that I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm never going to develop, but I'm always impressed when other people <laughs> can do it. So. Never say never. Maybe, maybe like when you're retired someday, I do think there's something to do. Like, I mean, I'm glad I started when I was a kid because I had nothing but time, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, uh, nothing but time and a lot of malleability in my brain and my fingers so mm -hmm. i was you know learning it as i was learning everything and right. i think that's that's really helpful it's definitely harder to acquire new skills especially physical ones as an adult but yeah so learning don't give up <laughs> yeah, learning learning music and how to play and how to write and everything. How much were you ever formally trained, or how much did you you know learn on your own? And um, how do you continue to grow and learn? Uh, like you said, you picked up uh, you know finger picking. Like, is there yes. were you watching YouTube videos or somebody taught you that? How did you um, how did you learn? Yeah, so I I taught myself. I, I mean, I like in 
in band in in fourth and fifth grade and sixth grade i i learned clarinet and like you know learned the notes i never took private lessons but uh learned from like my band teacher um and that's the only formal music training i ever had so i when i got guitar i i learned like i just got a chord book and started learning chords and uh then taught myself the rest of it i i used a lot of back in the day i mean they probably still make them but there was guitar world and guitar player magazine and stuff and in the backs of those they'd have tabs which are like like a, a begin it's they're not notes for anyone that doesn't know it's like how you play learn how to play things on guitar without like having like notes on a staff it's numbers where you put your fingers on what strings and stuff um yeah. so they had tabs and and stuff in the back of those magazines and like that's how i learned um and then i just from like guitar books learned some scales and stuff uh yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I'm always, I'm always trying to learn new instruments or new things about the guitar. Like finger picking was a big one for me. Um, I, I'd still, there are scales I'd like to know. I'd like to learn some more scales, but kind of like you said, when I'm playing, I don't really, I don't really, it's nice to know scales and nice to know the theory behind stuff. But at the same time, like, if I go off to do a solo or if I'm writing a song, I don't want to think, I don't like thinking like, oh, what notes are in this scale? Like what notes can I play? Or like what chords are in this scale that I can play to make this interesting? Like, I just like to do what feels right. Like it's like an extension of me, like a keyboard, you know, you're not thinking like, oh, where's the D key? You just know where the yeah. D key is. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd prefer to just create willy-nilly as kind of based off of the sound how, how yeah. it feels how it sounds that's right. when so you know and I, and I always say it's laughable when i say i create music i mean it's it's a fun hobby and it's something i do and it's it's been i've been fortunate enough to be featured on your on your show and on your podcasts and stuff but like i don't i don't know how to read music i created through uh garage band i play all the stuff on my on my mac macbook pro i play it yeah. literally on a keyboard i don't even have a, like a keyboard i play anything on i play it on yeah. my computer keyboard and uh, which is amazing that apple has all this software that you can just you know sample and create music and whatnot all these different notes and or, uh, instruments but um you know the only formal i put that in quotes formal music training i ever i ever had was i played percussion in middle school and oh, I and I faked my way through playing the xylophone uh, one uh, one concert because I just could never pick up reading the music. I could mm -hmm. keep beat. I could play a uh, you know the snare, the drums, what have you. But when they told me like, hey, you got to hit these notes at this time on a uh, on a xylophone, I just faked my way through it. I just kind of learned it. Okay, I got to hit this one, this one. I wasn't reading the music. I, could, oh, yeah. I can't read it. So it's it's definitely a, a skill. But just being able to play music based on ear i mean for kind of loud they said the the beatles couldn't read music when they oh, started yeah. playing so it's like you know maybe maybe at this point you know paul could read some music i don't know but <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i mean that's it's a whole other skill in and of itself like that's something i would like to learn someday just to know it but like i mean i'm pretty bad at reading music like if i even when i like i 
learned for clarinet and I could read it for clarinet. But when I switched to saxophone, I didn't have any, my parents were too broke to hire me a tutor and my band teacher didn't know saxophone. So like, I just taught myself the saxophone notes and I was like pretty bad at it. And I did the same thing. I just memorize how the song goes and I would just play it. Uh, yeah. And, and I think that's a skill in and of itself. I mean, I, I personally know several people who went to school for music or are good at reading music who don't play music and, mm -hmm. or aren't in bands, don't make any money off of music. And I know several people who don't read music at all and didn't go to school for music and have toured the world and, and make money off of it. You know, yeah. it, it kind of has no correlation. It, it, it's, it's cool. It's one Avenue. It's one path, but mm -hmm. If if you want to make it and you can make it, make it, and then you can do whatever you want. So if you get popular enough, someone else will write your notes down. There you, you know? go. Right? <laughs> you don't yeah. have to. Do well, that. The, and that's that was one reason why I even started this podcast was to show that everybody has their own journey. And you know, there's you know, people say, well, how do I do this? How do I become a you know musician or how do I become a painter? Or how? And it's like just walk your own journey, man. I mean, yeah. Eddie Van Halen taught himself how to play the guitar. That's twice I brought up Van Halen by the yeah. way in this podcast. So <laughs> we'll see if I can do a hat trick later. We'll bring it up again. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's talk a little bit about a uh, small studio signal boost. Yeah. Um, we have uh, some you know growing up here in, in Indianapolis, we've had some really great. Uh, music uh, come out of Indiana and Indianapolis and whatnot, and um, I love I love listening to local music. I used to go to um, I think it was Blockbuster Music, and then uh, CD Warehouse is what it was called, or Warehouse Music, whatever. And they had like a local band section, and it's kind. Of, I feel like for me, and maybe I'm just looking in the wrong places. I think it's hard to find local music now, like because there's not just a you know the local the record store here electric key records we have in franklin they have a small section that is local artists which is great i like being able to to just find you know local music but i think it's difficult so i love that you started this uh, or i don't want to say you started what did you start the show or was it already created and you just came in i did it was my it was my idea i created the show um yeah i <clears throat> i mean kind of the the so i started the local frequency project that i was talking about earlier first and that seemed to have some good response people seemed to enjoy it to, mm -hmm. to we had a you know people writing the station saying like oh i've always wanted to like listen to local music but i don't really have like a good way to learn about what's out there and so i'm really glad you're doing this uh so we kind of turned that into you know, thought like, well, people are liking this. And, and we have other shows on the station that cover more uh, uh, local music, but they're a little more niche, like about specific kinds of local music or, or like do deep dives. So we wanted to do a show that I wanted to do a show and talk to my boss about it. And she was in uh, that j was just more general here, not genre specific, not, not, uh, not too in depth just like here's a playlist of people playing and then occasionally we'll do an interview with someone and and dive deeper um but just to cover a lot of bases in terms of local music and i mean you know you go to you go to a local we have a lot of a lot of great gigging local musicians and non-gigging local musicians but if you go to you know, a local musician show, 
in Indianapolis, this may be, you know, 50 people there is a really, is a good night. You know, 100 people is a really good night. Uh, you might average like 30 to 60 people at a show if it's decent, maybe five, <laughs> even right. if it's yeah. good. Uh, good music, but only five people show up because it's like a Wednesday or something. But go to like any of our big venues and there's thousands, tens of thousands of people there watching you know, we have local artists that sound similar to, uh, I don't know, I can't think of any popular musicians right now. Uh, we have people making pop music in the city, mm. really good pop music who play shows out at the local venues. And, you know, there may be, in my opinion, just as good as like Katy Perry. Mm. They might get like 40 people at a show on a Friday and Katy Perry gets like 30,000, you know? Right. So, uh, yeah. That was kind of like the the driving factor behind this show was like, how, how can we help like get, kind of validate this music a little more, give it mm -hmm. a platform, make it seem a little more professional. Um, and and just just spread the word, I mean, especially you know, there's a lot of people with a lot of money in and around this city that like good music that that just don't have an access point mm -hmm. to local stuff. So, yeah, there there used to be on um, and I, they might still do this, but growing up in the in the 90s um, on local radio station, they did. Um, it was like a. It was like a local music hour, but it was all hip hop and rap, which was yeah. great for me in the '90s. That's what I loved listening to. And we have some great hip hop acts here in, in Indianapolis, and I think that's even where I I learned of the Mud Kids. And oh yeah, you know, Mud Kids are fantastic. If anybody outside of Indianapolis haven't heard of Mud Kids, go look them up. Uh, Four Track Mine is still in my rotation of albums I listen to all the time. But um, uh, but the, they always had some. You know, really cool, really you know, local artists that we wouldn't have heard anywhere else. And I always wondered why other stations didn't do that or even just sprinkle them in throughout the day. I mean, I remember back in, I think it was in the early 2000s, we had a band here called Virgin Millionaires that had blew up. I thought they were going to be huge. And they, you know, they kept playing that song Bombs Away all the time on even on, uh, you know, every station uh, on the on the pop station stuff. And I just, I always feel like it would be great if we could somehow do more of this and promote more local music and get it into the main, you know, the, the top 40 stations, the mm -hmm. pop stations and stuff that say, okay, here is, you know, maybe 99% of the time they're playing Taylor Swift, they're playing Katy Perry, they're playing Maroon 5, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then every once in a while they go, oh, and here's a new song from SM Wolf, you know, like right. and try to throw in a, a local artist, you know, once an hour or something right. like that, you know, that would be fantastic. So I love, I love what you're doing. I also, you know, one of the, the recent episodes and, you know, it was the one I was on. Um, <laughs> my my music was on at the end of it, but the um, you know, I was listening to it, and the you know, the mix of music, like you said, it's not one thing. I mean, you guys had some uh, amazing uh, rap artists that were on there at the beginning, and then in the middle of the of the episode was um, I think it was like a pop punk band or something like that mm -hmm. that was on there. I'm trying to remember who it was. I'm I'm blanking on the name now, but um. I was like every band. I was like, why am I not listening to these people? Why did why have I not heard of this? So I love yeah. that you're giving a, a voice to to these artists. What's how do you go about finding 
these artists other than like people like me that just go, Hey, I heard about this show. You want to put my yeah. music on, you know, I'm pretty proactive about, you know, putting myself out there. I don't yeah. care about it, but you know, how do you go about finding these local artists? I mean, yeah, I have the same experience you just mentioned all the time. Like, how have I not heard of this band before? <laughs> yeah, like it's crazy. Uh, and I'm, you know, I play in the local music scene, so I'm out there playing shows, and I know a lot of people. But like, there's just so much happening; it's so hard to know everything. So for me, I mean, definitely playing shows helps. In 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 being in the music scene helps because i'll play with people sometimes or i'll i'll have friends playing with people sometimes uh that i hear about um social media helps a lot just people sharing other people's people i follow sharing other people's stuff mm. um some people do submit things uh every once in a while I'll like if i'm struggling to come up with because we always we also for this show try to keep it relatively new like in the past couple years we don't want to play i mean there's millions of old songs from indiana older songs than that that are great um yeah. but we try to keep it relevant to like support people who are actively doing it mm -hmm. um and uh so yeah i mean i think you know uh sometimes i also follow venues like look at their schedules and see who's playing and and like dive into that uh and then friends will tell me like oh have you heard this band you should feature them on your show that mm -hmm. kind of stuff so yeah it's kind of kind of a mixed bag like anywhere i can find it i'll look like flyers at restaurants sometimes you know i'll be like oh that's an interesting name or that's a cool flyer mm -hmm. i should check i've not heard of those people i should check them out yeah yeah, no, I think it's a great thing. And I, I love that you guys do. It's not just it's not just a music show. You're not just playing the music. You do interviews with the artists and you get to learn about who they are. And it's not mm -hmm. just, you know, song after song, which is great. I love listening to the music, but it's not just song after song of song. You actually have like a deep dive and get to get to learn about their journey. And, you know, hopefully, I don't know if you guys have, have had this not uh, yet or not, but like someday you'll be like, Oh, those people who are huge multimillionaires who you know are, <laughs> yeah. are touring the world and selling out stadiums they were on my show first and yeah we haven't had it yet but like it's gonna happen <laughs> one of these someone's gonna gonna get it i i can yeah. feel it <laughs> well everybody started out somewhere you know yeah we you talk about you know how you know thirty thousand people will show up to go see katie perry well you know katie perry started out as just an artist some, yeah. somewhere she was playing at a festival she was mm -hmm. opening for somebody else so yep. these people who you you know uh, who most people don't know about or or maybe don't care about right now they you know they should because <laughs> yeah. at some point these people will catch fire and then they'll be like oh i i knew them when or i saw them when i know like you know, my my dad tells a story about how he saw Ario Speedwagon before they were anything. They played at this little club called the Sherwood here in, in Indianapolis. And yeah, he was and he, he's always like, oh, yeah, I, I met them. I knew them or saw them yeah, before anything. Right. It's always kind of cool to have that kind of like badge of honor. Like, oh, well, I, I was cool before you guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's always nice. <laughs>
So between all of the uh, all the different music that you've created, and maybe even Studio Signal Boost, it's, you know, kind of separate the two. But uh, out of well, everything you've created, do you have something that you look at as kind of like your favorite piece that you've done, a favorite song, or a favorite thing that you've created that you hold up in high esteem? You know, it's always like. And it's always my newest thing. I'm like, this is the one. This mm -hmm. is the best one. Yeah. <laughs> I have a new newest thing, and I'm like, that's the. This is the best one. Uh, I I just get really excited about whatever's new that I'm doing. You know, it it's um, there are like maybe a handful of songs that when I play them or think back on them, I'm like. I hit something there that I it is not really I can't replicate it. Mm -hmm. Um and I guess there's a SM Wolf song called King of the Suits and there's one called We All Decided No. I feel like those two are like those two are are when I look back on those I'm like man how did I do that? That's yeah. like that's a really good song and it, it you know it took time for me to be able to look back on my own music and be like that's a really good song but i think it's okay to think that you know <laughs> uh we're also often taught to be too humble i think like we have to at least appreciate our, our what we're doing um and i have uh, another band before us and wolf called amo joy and we had a song called it's not an artist's world and i think that one's another one where i'm like man good job adam yeah. you done you done good you know but but generally it's really like right now i'm like my solo record that i just put out i'm like oh that's the one that that's my favorite thing i've ever done but i yeah. guarantee in like a year when i put out another record i'm gonna be like that's my favorite thing that's i've ever done, ever done. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. <laughs> maybe maybe after you know at the end of uh you know your your career or whatever you can look back and kind of pick out the, yeah. the favorites when you don't have another new one coming up but it's always oh, fun yeah. to look at the new thing coming out i mean i i know that i just had an ep come out i was so excited about this ep because i started using uh, i started doing different sampling that i hadn't mm, done before yeah. and i found some public domain stuff and i was like Hey, this is pretty cool. I'm going to try to integrate this and always trying to grow. And I got real excited about that coming out and wanted to, you know, play with it and, and wanted to push it more. So, um, so what is it that continues to inspire you or who is there anything specifically that inspires you to keep creating music today? Um, you know, honestly, I don't know um the the universe. <laughs> it's <laughs> all right. Good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. <laughs> It's just, it, I, I was, there was this old show on Bravo. I can't remember what it was called, but it was a Rolling Stone writer who just interviewed musicians. Mm -hmm. And I, I used to watch it a lot when I was in high school. And there was Barry, there was a Barry Manilow episode, which like, I'm not particularly a Barry Manilow fan. I mean, I'll jam to Copacabana, but I don't think I know any of his other songs, but, uh, he was on there and the guy asked him a similar question and he said something along the lines of like i don't know how not to do this like it it, it just happens <laughs> like i i don't know like uh if i would exist if i wasn't creating stuff and and that's that's how i feel i've always felt that way i um i mean it i I always want to be making something and working on something uh, sometimes to my detriment 
and mm-hmm. and to my schedule's detriment but yeah. um it it i i i very rarely plan to write a song it i it just happens and it just comes to me when i'm driving or doing dishes or or sitting around like i j- there's like a uh a meme a friend sent me the other day of like uh it's gene from bob's burgers and it at the top it's like okay today i'm gonna be really productive i'm gonna get all my work done and then it's like five minutes later and he's like playing the keyboard and he's saying like don't look at me and that's just me all the time like yeah the other day i like came down to the base my girlfriend was like uh do you want to watch this show and i was like yeah i just need to go get my laundry real quick and then like five minutes later she was like are you playing the ukulele <laughs> like i was like oh yeah i didn't even realize it i just i just came down to get the laundry and then i saw my baritone ukulele sitting there and i was like that looks nice and i <laughs> picked it up and started playing it you know so we, it just hey, hap- wait, stuff just happens <laughs> friend, we, we call that shiny ball syndrome where something shiny catches your attention yeah, you're like, yeah. oh, look, something shiny and you're you're off in another direction yeah. well i mean that's something i've learned too is you know the ideas for whether it's you know whether you're you're writing a story writing a song or whatever it is those things come at the most mundane times when you're yeah. just driving when you're just doing dishes when you're you know living life and you kind of have the spark of an idea and um, my brother and I will will text each other movie ideas, and I I have them all the time. I'm just like, hey, what if this happens? And this happens, and it's not it's not that I'm sitting down thinking of it. I'm busy cooking dinner, and something pops into my head, or mm-hmm. you know whatever it might be. And that's just there's always this need to create, like you said. And I have I have that as well. I've always had that where whether it's uh, you know being an artist, painting, whether it's writing music, uh, you know i'm I'm glad that I'm in an industry where I get to create, be creative every day as a graphic designer. and but it's you know it's something in me that always feels like if I'm not creating something, then what am I doing? Like I feel like I'm yeah. wasting my time just sitting watching TV, which I do quite a bit. I do sit and watch TV. but yeah. but but a lot of times I have my laptop open and yeah. I'm doing something else. So I feel like I'm wasting my time if I'm not doing that. so so you have the new um, the new album coming out. When is that mm-hmm. coming out? You said that it should be out by the time this podcast is out. Yes. Yeah. Yep. <clears throat> right. You can find Adam Gross, uh, his uh, EP or not EP, the full length album uh, on Spotify. Uh, Adam G R A A H S. You can also find S M Wolf uh, on Spotify and on Bandcamp and uh, wherever you listen to music. I'm sure uh, mm-hmm. and and on uh on uh, facebook as well at uh, yes and wolf um and then small studio signal boost uh you can listen to it on wfyi.org you can stream it and listen to it if you're not in the indianapolis area you can also listen to the podcast uh i'm, I'm gonna hit all these uh you can listen to the <laughs> podcast uh small studio signal boost you can find it on uh on spotify as well as well as local frequency instrumentals so um, I think I hit them all. Is there anything yeah, else? Yeah, I think you. I think you. You covered all the bases. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to hearing more uh, more music, and looking forward to hearing more of the uh, small studio signal boost. But before we let you go, I got one last question. I always ask everybody: mm-hmm. uh, If you're speaking to a classroom full of creatives, what kind of advice would you give them as they go forth in their creative journey? Uh, appreciate what you're doing while you're doing it. Um, because there's no point in doing it if you're not appreciating it. That's my yeah. biggest advice, I guess. It took me a long time to 
to realize that and uh, and appreciate what you've done. Uh, even if you don't particularly like it, it's a step in your growth. I think as creative people um, and artists, we're always looking to better ourselves and looking at the next step and the next level of fame or whatever mm -hmm. uh, success, you know, and it's really easy to get caught in the weeds of that and not take a step back and and tell yourself good job mm -hmm. you did good you you had a you had something you wanted to do and you did it and you made the world a better place by putting it out there yeah no i think that's great yeah i appreciate what you have i appreciate what you've done and we are going to grow we are going to get better as we go um you know if we listen to the demo of um Mr. Brightside by the Killers, it doesn't sound as great and as polished as the the song off of Hot Fuss. Like, yeah, it, you're you're gonna get better. You're gonna grow. So don't expect to be a perfect pop star the minute that you pick up a guitar and or or a keyboard and start playing music. Like, it, it's a process, and mm -hmm. you'll continue to grow. And I'm sure if we interviewed, you know, to continue with the Killers metaphor, if we interviewed <laughs> uh, Brandon Flowers uh, today, he would still say. I'm still learning. I'm still. Growing. Oh yeah. Like, you, you never stop. I mean, you know, that's as long as you can appreciate where you are at that moment and that it's, it is a journey and it's a continuous journey, then, you know, continue to have fun with it. And if you're not having fun with it, then what are you doing? Right. Mm -hmm. Well, Adam, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate you being on the podcast. Everybody go, go listen to the small signal studio bo boost. Um, if you're not in Indianapolis, find your local music that, uh, is in your your town, your state, your city. Um, but you know, come on, come listen to Indianapolis. We got some good music here. You know, yeah, we, we, we turn good artists. We hey, we've given you uh, Indiana's given you John Mellencamp. We've given you Axl Rose. We've given you uh, David Lee Roth to David bring it Lee back Roth. to Van Halen. <laughs> yeah. I was going to go Michael Jackson, but no, I like that. Well, and Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson. We've we've given you some great music over the years, so come listen to us. We got we still got good music here. We we're, we're we're doing it right. So, Adam, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it, and have a good day. Yeah, thanks. Each week on Create Talk Repeat, I want to leave you with some creative task or inspiration, something to get your creative juices flowing. This week, I want you to find some local bands or musicians to listen to. All your favorite musicians started as a local artist at some point. So go to your local record store, search on Google, or talk to friends and ask about local music and explore their sound. And I encourage you to go one step further and support these bands. Go buy their albums, buy their merch, or even just go listen to them live. Listening to music, any kind of music, can open your mind to new creative ideas. I hope this helps you on your creative journey. Thanks for listening to Create Talk Repeat. Create Talk Repeat is a Brenton Creative production. Created and hosted by me, Dustin Brenton. Music by Creative Culture. Follow us on Facebook at Create Talk Repeat or visit our website at createtalkrepeat.com. 
If you enjoy this podcast, please give us a five-star rating and leave a review on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode.